Okay. We should be good. I believe. I believe. I believe. All right, we are uh, we are on. So this evening, this evening we are discussing souls. What what are souls? The soul, the spirit, the body, the intertanglement of them, I suppose. So most of how we're going to do this is we've got. We've got a bunch of stuff from ghosts. So I think we're just going to run through this. I also saved our conversation from the other day, the brief back and forth. So real, real, real quick, anybody who might be watching this later or anything like that, this is the Theist Thesis podcast. This is a topic-based discussion. We picked the topic by means of a public poll on our Discord server. There is a link to the Discord in the description below. I will also put a link in the live chat at some point, and I'll pin that in there. So once you get in the Discord, you'll see there's all sorts of fun stuff in there. But past like the general chat section, off-topic theology, culture, news, conspiracy, the Bible, spirituality, science, and the library. Once you get past that and then past lifestyle, you'll see all the red dot channels. The podcast live is anytime anytime we have a Thursday, really any any of the live streams. We, I try to remember to open this up, but specifically on Thursday, you always have the opportunity to come and talk. So you just have to join that voice channel. Once you're in the voice channel, you can leave and you'll stay in the voice channel. So you can go look at other stuff. Like tonight, we're in the voice channel and then I'm going to come up here to Theist Thesis and then you see all the past live streams that we've done. And then Ghost opened one here because I failed to. So thank you. And uh, he's got us set up for what is a soul. And we're going to run through it like that. Also, I did pull every mention of souls in the Bible. So we have those to run through as well. So we're going to do that. And I think it'll kind of, I mean, it'll probably just kind of take form from there. So ghost. Boom, there's your invitation. There's old Tana. Is, is that, is Tana or Tana? How how is that supposed to be said? I'm so used to calling you something else. I have to completely rework the way I view you. The floof is here, Pastora, Dylan, what's going on? And Lilith. Uh Ghost, are you are you good? Do you need a minute? Do you want me to ramble for uh, five minutes? I'm nice. Uh okay. All right, so why don't uh do you have the the your notes there up too or are you Honestly, I don't really, I don't really have any notes. So it's just everything that I wrote and well, dropped that, in the. Yeah, that's what I mean. Are you able to look at it at the same time? Oh, um, yes. Okay. Pull it up. So whenever you're ready, um, I figure, I figure that your first one is probably a good place to start to just get the words kind of defined. Scott, good to see you. Anyone else cutting up? I sure hope you mean like you're cutting up for summer. Uh oh, guy, is the stream cut up? It's the solar flares, man. 
Yeah, so we are beyond solid, as you can see on the screen there. I there is there is nothing more I could do to to make that better. So I guess we'll just see if if the stream cuts out for whatever reason. Uh, I guess just default to Discord, and maybe we'll just slow play here for a minute and see if it gets better. Let me see real quick. It's pretty low resolution, but I mean, it's it's doing its thing. Yeah, but I wonder why it's only pushing that out. Is the audio cutting too, or is it just video? I'm actually not. I, I your uh, your Discord audio is perfect. I'm not watching the stream. Stream's uh, muted. Yeah, it's all it's uh, guys on YouTube. If it drops out, just go to Discord. You guys know how it works. The my internet could not be better. It's it's just happening in OBS. So I guess we'll just see. Yeah, it's got us at like eight ninety five bit rate. It's no good. If it cuts out, just go to Discord. We're just gonna pretend like nothing happened. I'm so tired of playing this game, so we're not gonna play it. So, uh, yeah, why don't just explain explain kind of your definitions? Start there. I think that'd be good. Okay. Uh, let me pull it up again. Uh, spirit, any source of energy or influence that acts upon or filters through a specific toroidal system. And toroidal just means a system that is open with an in and an out uh, function. Uh, soul, any toroidal system designed to receive, interpret, transform, redirect, and transmit spirits. And body and these are vague on purpose they're they're broad because they can apply their categories they can apply to literally everything um body an amalgamation of souls that form an overarching structure uh the, those are the best i got i've i've kind of whittled them down a little bit and tweaked them here and there over the past year but essentially it's the same as it always has been and uh yeah they can be applied to Literally anything you can think of is one of those three things. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much, yeah. Fair. So uh, I, got, I just started the recording too. So if it does die and you can't make it to Discord, this will all be recorded, uploaded as a regular video later. So just because of that, the topic is souls in the context of basically everything. What is a soul? Is it material? Is it material? Ghost just listed what you just heard if you're listening to this recording later is uh, is his definitions for a spirit, a soul, and then a body. It, I assume we're going to kind of approach it from every possible angle. So you said you've kind of been tweaking it as you go. And is any of that contingent on any of the dreams that you mentioned? Or is most of this contingent on like strict information? Uh. Initially, yes, it was dreamy, uh, but then after that, nothing. Like I haven't, I haven't got anything in a long time. So uh, I've just been whittling them away, trying to make sense of you know what I saw several years ago. Um, and I just want to say to preface, none of this obviously uh, relates to salvation or, or anything like important. As far as our everyday life goes, when we interact with one another, the only reason I'm doing this and why I think it's important 
is because cosmology gives it's, it's like a foundation for everything else we believe uh there, it's like a picture a structure of okay what is all what do all these things mean all, all these words that we use every day for this and that uh and i just want to provide a little bit of a structure to that so everything isn't so nebulous and vague because the more vague something is the less you can rely on it uh to be predictable and important for understanding anything it can't be vague so that's my purpose i guess in doing this otherwise it, it can seem like to some that it's like fruitless and it's just a you know whatever and is that <laughs> is that for mostly you or are you or are you kind of trying to figure out like how it is and i guess i don't know how to ask this without it coming no. across like an asshole no do you know, do you know what i'm saying I, I think it's for everyone because okay. I see people throwing words around a lot and it's not just these kind of, you know, spiritual terms, but it's just definitions in general. And that's where people get into troubles because they talk past each other. And if the body of Christ is supposed to be kind of a body and believing the same kind of, uh, overall story and way of living, et cetera, then I think the language we use needs to be solid and understood. So I guess that's the purpose. I'm not doing it as some kind of like passion project because I want to sound smart. Uh -huh. So, so you think it is it, what you're trying to figure out is whatever the actual universal truth is just for clarity. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I guess with that, since you, you said a lot of it, or at least some, I guess put a percentage to it, how much of it, how much of what you have now came from, uh, you know, calm dreams or premonitions or how, however you want to kind of depict them. What, what would the percentage be? Do you think? Percentage, uh, maybe 65, 70%. Okay. And have you, did you go through kind of like, uh, I guess, what did you do with that? Cause like for, to me, I've, I don't, I don't ever get anything like that. I've had, I guess I can't say never. I've had a few things that sound similar. And then my initial response was to do what I do, be super cynical, completely try to destroy them. And in doing so, I either kind of see like, okay, maybe this was just by subconscious mind, which then takes me down a whole nother thing. Like, what the, does that even exist? Does everything have significance? But beyond that, getting to a point of like kind of trying to break it down to how much of this can I somewhat verify or straight up verify? Did you go into like a phase of that after, or what did you do right after you kind of got this? Man, I'm still in that phase. That's okay. why I asked for pushback because I need to know if it is real or if it's some kind of you know weird delusion or um it's certainly not a delusion of grandeur but it could be some kind of delusion where i'm just not seeing something and if i see this one thing it will make it all irrelevant you know yeah yeah so i'm trying to really compare it to something rigorous and i would love to be able to speak to tons of philosophers and theologians about these ideas but it's like you know I don't really have a platform, so here I am, you know, talking to you, which is good enough for me. And what what would you do if 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 somebody did come along and they were able to just completely destroy it? Would it would it actually ruin it for you, or do you think it just changed the way you view it? 
it would change the way I view it because I don't have an ego in it. Yeah. And I, I'm coming in just wanting to know what's real and not like, I'm not trying to create something out of whole cloth. I just want to know if it's real or not. So with the whole idea of like a theologian or a, a philosopher checking it, that kind of insinuates that they know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be a lot. I'm not just going to trust some guy, you know, but do you think, I want to see a pattern. Think, do you think they do? Like, do you think if you got, if you got a hundred of the great, I just, I don't know. I am who I am. And this is the, why I think this is going to be good. If I got, if I got a hundred of the best theologians in the world together and I asked them about even archeology span within a biblical context or something simple like baptism, I've and I, on a very small scale, I've gotten to do this like at seminars and conferences and at uh, and in seminary. And I've I've never, ever been satisfied with what they've come up with. Do you, do you think with something like this that that's even do you think it's possible? Like, honestly? Uh, well, it wouldn't be with 100 theologians. It would be with 100 theologians, 100 scientists, 100 physicists, 100, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would have to be multiple disciplines with a diverse group of people from different backgrounds to truly kind of build a mosaic of, okay, what is true here? Mathematicians, all of it. Yeah. Cause I'm not just going to trust theologians because you know, they all went through seminary and they are, they're all getting certain information. And I kind of feel lucky that I was never involved with anything that could possibly brainwash me. I'm yeah. like a blank slate. Yeah. And that's a blessing in my opinion. So, um, so what do you think about something like the flood? I, the flood to me is a good example. And maybe it's cause we were talking about it last week too, but with something like the flood, if you, if you were to aggregate like all of, all of the major, um, geologists and archeologists and theologians and biblical archeologists, and you take the best of the best, they still don't effing agree. This and this is where I have a really hard time with stuff like this. Like, in my view, I think you would have a better shot uh, at actually coming to it. Like you said, you're a blank slate. Plus, you're intelligent. Plus, I, I see you as a pretty like open person to where if where you could aggregate all of the mathematicians and the philosophers and the theologians and you could take all their information, ignore what they said beyond their information and then try to piece it together yourself. I fear like what I think I see with everything else where you get these super smart people in rooms together, or even if, if one smart person takes all their stuff together, they seem to still just none of it matches. It doesn't ever seem to match. There's always somebody of some prominence of, of great importance whose, whose data just doesn't fit. And so you're like leaving that piece out. So I, I just have a hard time with that. But but I, I think like the chances of someone like you actually putting together something coherent based on just a collection of all that data, I think you have a better shot than than someone like you said, who who is who is truly primed in one of those fields and then collects that data. I, I, right. I, I, I mean, think you have a better chance. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, but but so for me, I don't have like you know, 20 or 30 years background of work that I'm trying to protect. Like a lot of these other people do. True. Yes. I'm not trying to protect anything. I'm trying to figure out what's real. And a lot of these people have, it, it always goes back to goals. Like what is their goal to protect their work or to understand what, what's real. And a lot of times it's to protect their work. It might've started out as I want to know what's real, but then over time, you know, they gradually get indoctrinated and, 
they have an incentive to kind of believe a certain thing. And I don't, I don't have any of that. So if I can just find other smart people that don't have an incentive mm -hmm. to protect their work, that would be great. But Explaining I mean, where does that exist? That that's the hard part. That's why I'm such a cynic. Yeah. As I, I think those numbers are so low. Finding that I yeah. think is just so unlikely. But it, so, so I guess bottom line, and then we can move on. You, you do believe the information is accessible to us. You have to, right? Yes, I think it, it, it has to be because math is accessible to us. And I think all this is built upon math. So explain that a little for, for people who are not, have not listened to you talk about it before. Okay. Uh, hmm. So math is a prerequisite to everything else. If we didn't have math, there would be nothing else. And so I don't know whether I should say God the Father is math or if God the Father created math. Either way, I don't know. But it's all built on math because if math didn't exist, we couldn't have ideas, we couldn't have concepts, nothing like that. Well, why not? So, Like in, in uh, a because, plain Jane stupid way for somebody who's never, ever thought about this before. Sure. Um, okay, because having an idea requires sequential thought, and we can't have sequential thought without math because we can't have a sequence without math. So it always every everything will always dial back to math at the very beginning. Yeah. So that's just how I look at it. No, I agree. Totally. Agree. Um. So if 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 math, we didn't create math, we discovered it. So yep. if math is always predictable and always and there might be a mathematician out there that's like no it isn't but he would have to prove that it isn't because everything you know we know is that math is predictable otherwise we wouldn't be able to do experiments so yeah prove to me it's not you know what i'm saying so i think it's the underlying foundation to everything else and if we can know math then that means other principles have to be have to be possible to be grasped now that doesn't mean that we'll be able to grasp them fully but they have to be there and it's like it's like known unknowns and unknown unknowns to to quote i think that was donald rumsfeld or something um but we we can know what we don't know but we can't know what we don't know maybe i didn't say that right no i know you i know what you mean do you so you, you know what i'm I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, do you okay. think that, do you think math traverses planes of reality though? So like math makes sense here. Everything is sequential here. I agree with you that I, every, everything I think is, is, it falls in line of some, some sort or some manner of sequential pattern. Uh, even, even disorganized math seems to fall into some kind of, of, somewhat organized sequential pattern in some way i and like you said i mean maybe I, i'm not a freaking expert but and everything i've ever seen it it all in some way does do you do you think math though in a, in another reality does math exist is math a different thing why would it have to be there at all or does it uh yeah i think it exists just because uh if if you zoom out enough all chaos turns into order Chaos is an illusion. 
when we're in the middle of something, it can seem chaotic. But if we zoom out, we'll understand the context of why it was happening and it will become ordered. So I think that's what the Bible talks about when it says, you know, all things work towards God's will or I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. All so, things work together for the good. Of, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, so, to yeah. You, so to you, it, it's it, math would exist on any plane, and I, to, for lack of better terms, everybody, I guess. When when I say that, what I mean, like planes of reality or other realms. When I when I think of like where God is, or, or where to be cheesy, like where angels would be or anything like that. And some people believe like where dead people are. Ghost has very specific views on that stuff. But I, I believe there are, there are, I believe there are many different planes of reality. And the one that we're on is, is just the one that we're on. And there's all sorts of stuff going on other places. I am under beliefs that I think I differ from ghost on where I don't necessarily believe that things have to function in the same way. Or, or live under the same rules. And I, I think we disagree to some on some level because of definitions, which I hope we're going to solve tonight. But I, I don't know personally if I think math is, would be required somewhere else. But I do agree with what you just said about ordering chaos. I do agree with that. So maybe if I actually thought about it, then maybe I would believe that math would travel because once it's boiled down, that, that is kind of what it is. Uh, but that, that's what I mean. So because I'm probably going to say that a good amount tonight, uh, like in a different reality on a different plane, everything would be different to me. But that's what I was curious, kind of what, what your view on that was, but that makes sense. Even if just on the chaos and order front, that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't read the comments. Um, what? I don't know. So yes, I think all dimensions are layered on top of each other. I don't think that angels exist in a different place. I think they exist here, but we exist in a sort of onion kind of uh, just like every radio wave exists all at the same time layered yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. And you can tune into them with a special device, but they aren't in different locations. Yeah, sure. That's how I see other dimensions. Um, so, yeah math math would have to exist everywhere even in the quantum realm i mean the quantum realm is weird and nobody truly understands it like we you know understand newtonian physics we don't understand it on that level yet yeah um but we can see how the quantum realm interacts with the the newtonian realm so that if 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 it interacts even a little bit that means that math has to exist in the quantum realm now it might be a type of math like vortex math for example vortex math wasn't well understood by like people 200 300 400 years ago but it is now so there might be a type of math that we can't uh, perceive at this point but it's still math and it's still dealing with nine numbers uh, you know 10 numbers if you want to count zero no matter what so that's just my view yeah do, we might do, disagree it's okay I, yeah we do we do on we do on the onion so and that's why that's one of the things i always find interesting when you talk about it because i, I don't dislike that theory at all i just for some reason i just can't I can't get on board with that. I see it. I see it as completely separate. So like if you, if you were to grab 
if you were to grab a bunch of pieces of paper and levitate them above each other so there's gaps of nothingness in between all the pieces of paper each piece of paper is a plane of reality i don't think it's actually physically set up that way but that's kind of how i view it so like what's on our plane is only on our plane and nothing is inter inter intertwined with it but i but on the other hand i i see i see the radio wave idea and to some degree i kind of grasp it but even then I, i I just have a hard time with it. To me, it makes me think of like, and maybe this is why I'm cynical towards it, but it makes me think of like like supernatural movies. Like everything is here, just some people can see it and some people can't because they have, you know, it's a medium or, or whatever. I always view it in like kind of this corny manner where, you know, there might be a dead little child in the corner of my room right now that I never see. But then- I don't we- believe that. I think that's- no, I know, I know, I know. I wasn't trying to say that, but 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 like it's the radio wave where where one mm-hmm. person is tapped into the radio wave and they can see the girl in the corner, but I'm not, so I can't see the girl in the corner. I, I and I'm not set on it in any way whatsoever. But the way I currently view it is like they're completely separate. And once, and I don't know if when you die you go to a different plane. I don't know. Maybe when you die you do fall into the onion thing. But even even if that's where I kind of landed and you're a part of the onion. Uh, or you go to the center of the earth, I still, for some reason, can't get past the idea that there has to be way more than that. Like, how is there not more than that? How can you I just think be there surrounded is more by than this? That. So in, um, what, in what way? So when I say I, there's more than that, we're on one channel. We can see a, a fraction of light. We're kind of in a prison. So there's way more than that. And we can see the shadows of, of the more than that so to speak, but we can't interact with it in a way like, just like a prisoner can't interact with the warden's office when they're in the cell, but it's all part of the same prison. Like we're, we're in something, but we are limited for a reason Yeah, as a sort of probation. And it would have to be, okay. You, you say sometimes like, I can't get on board with it for some reason. And that's cool. But I want to know what the some reason is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I get, then let me ask a follow-up question. So when I picture the onion theory, I picture it in an earthly context. So I picture it here. When you picture mm-hmm. it, are you picturing it wider than that? I'm picturing it as the entire universe. Okay. So that, that would provide a little bit more clarity to me. And that would make me view it a little bit more different. Cause that, that yeah, if it was is, only earth, that would be weird. And that, and that's the way I, that's the way I initially picture it, which is a, that's a shortcoming on my part. So that's the way I initially picture it. And it, it, it always keeps me in this box of like, that's way too small. That's way too small. So when, when it becomes, you know, the entire galaxy or, or beyond it, universe, universe. The, the entire reality, the entire thing, the, the Simsum, you know, the everything. So that I can get, that's yeah. It's the, the Simsum I can get more on board with. That makes more sense to me. So that, then I think if it really boils down to, for me, more of just a, a literal mental image problem, which is nothing. It matters zero. So I need, I need to per, I need to start looking at that in a different way. Cause I, th- I think that's essentially the same thing then. So, so then I think earth is like a particle, like we're a particle in a giant spider web, you know? Yes. Yeah. I had a wild argument with somebody where I was, I was trying to get them to understand just how small this all was and how insignificant we are. Uh, Oh, it's because I made a short where I kind of, I was kind of like a little bit condescending maybe about us being super irrelevant. 
and a bunch of Christians got really mad at me. But uh, but so so okay, the entire universe, we are essentially nothing, nothingness, irrelevant, and not actually, but irrelevant at scale, irrelevant, um, not in meaning or value. So that's the picture. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I don't think so. I think we are data collection nodules. Like we are, we're like feelers on an octopus tentacle. We're collecting data for for, and this is where it gets into you know theories. But I think we're collecting data to pass a test. And if we pass the test, we get to move up in frequency, so to speak, or move up to channels. So we can't just see a sliver of light anymore. We can, we have more privileges, so to speak. And is, it's like an evolution process. Is that death, though? Yeah, death is part of it. Well, no. So, so if you don't die, can you reach the elevation? And if you die, can you reach the elevation? Die. I, we're all going to die. So phys- physical body. No, I guess uh-huh. what I what I mean is, do you, does is dying a prerequisite to being elevated to the next level of channels? Yes, I okay. don't think the the yogis and stuff. I I think they might have been glimpsing at something, but yeah, you got to die. What about psychedelics? Ah, yes, <laughs> psychedelics. Okay. Now you have you have twelve people doing ayahuasca. And all of them see the same thing walking out of the forest at the same time. It's wild. It's wild. So that means that it can't be a subjective experience if they're all seeing the same thing with their angle, their point of view, walking towards them and doing something specific, whatever it is, and they all report the same thing. That suggests that it is a channel. A dial was turned temporarily. They saw something and then it faded away and went back to the, the, the default dial. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think that's exactly what's happening. And if if I'm not wrong, ayahuasca is DMT, correct? Yeah. Okay, and DMT, from what I understand, in some, and I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize, but in some in some way, it essentially mimics a part of death, correct? Yes. So that would all fit beautifully, would it not? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I don't, that's something I've I've never done DMT. I'm I'm intrigued by it. I find it very interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I I I agree with all of that, and for those reasons that I I think for however regardless how I view it versus how you view it, I think that there is something about dying that transmits you somewhere else. I I don't know about the hierarchy and the different channels and the tests and the. I think you and I, I think we talked about it very 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 briefly. And I think that's where we kind of went back and forth because why, why, why do you need to be elevated? What is the end goal? And, and I guess to bring it back to the actual topic, what gets elevated, the spirit, the soul, or the body, not the body, because that dies. So the spirit of the soul. Uh, the soul gets elevated because the soul is the identity. So. The spirit is is the thing that facilitates the growth of a soul. And basically everything in the universe is a soul, whether it's a person or a planet or a star or whatever. That's so living are, or that's not? Anything with a metabolism is alive. So, mm-hmm. and that's why I posted the thing about metabolism. Uh, 
you know, stars have a metabolism. They might not be alive like us in the sense that they're going to work every day and watching Netflix, but that's not what alive means. So I think we need to think differently about some of the words we throw around. Um, oh, here, let's hit that real quick. Then. So you got the Wikipedia for metabolism here is a set of life-sustaining chemical reactions in organisms. The three main functions of metabolism are the conversion of the energy in food to energy available to run cellular processes, the conversion of food to building blocks of proteins, lipids, nucleic acid, and some carbohydrates, and the elimination of metabolic waste. So anything with a, a, anything with a metabolism is living. And so anything that fits that would be a spirit a life form it would have a spirit flowing through it now we don't know what the spirit is because a spirit is a category some things uh, exclusively have electricity flowing through them some things have electricity and water and another uh, fuel source flowing through them like hum humans are very diverse with the spirits that flow through us um now a, a sun or a star might only have you know several electromagnetic things flowing through it so getting back to metabolism what i mean is anything that has a metabolism regardless of what the metabolism looks like can be considered alive for one that's why they say viruses are not alive because they don't have metabolisms mm. um so I would imagine that a sun and a, a planet and whatnot has a metabolism because there are cycles. We have rain cycles. We have an electromagnetic field that cycles through the planet. So I would say it's alive in that regard. It has a self-sustaining ecosystem that we can view as bacteria. If you zoom out and look at the planet, all the life forms are like bacteria, including us. And, uh, I mean, actually, we might be a virus and everything else might be bacteria, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I've thought of it like that. Yeah. It's all about scale. Like you just got to zoom out and then you're like, oh, we're like those things. So imagine how the bacteria and us feel about. It's all about scale. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the best way I can describe it. And that's the funniest thing about humans is I, I feel like humans have a very hard time uh, perceiving that, understanding that. Understandably, because uh, why would we, unless you really are crazy and you want to drill into things? I just, but it's, re it's like reality. That's like, that's the reality of how things work. I just, I, I, I like to think sometimes that like in an alternate universe, in, in a humorous way, not in a literal way. In an alternate universe where humans just genuinely, that's the type of shit that they cared about. Is like, why, why, why? And there were phases of it throughout humanity. I mean, that's where like the great philosophers really came in. But what if like that was the primary function of humanity? It's just like, that was the culture that started. That is the culture. That, and I, I believe that's kind of like what Christianity was promoting. And honestly, some of the other religions too. They were promoting... Like, why? Why, 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 why? And if everybody would have just gone like the monk route or, you know, a similar type of behavioral route, I wonder what, what we would have learned. Like, how much we would know now instead of Kim Kardashian's ass and BBLs and uh, Jersey Shore 
is kind of the route we took. And it's sad. Whereas I think in an alternate universe, the few people who who went off and created Hollywood would have been the idiots. And the rest of the world would have been focused on like on this, thinking about things at scale. Why? If if the if the majority of the population genuinely thought there was life after death, or thought that even especially like what you were saying, and I guess to come full circle to that is if we're here to be tested, and you actually believe that, how different would everything look? It's and it, it's a testament to religions in 2024 and way before now. But it's a testament to religions. You are here for a test. As a as a Christian, you are being tested the entire time. You are fully aware of it because the, the Christian the the religion professes it. Islam, same thing. Buddhism, same thing. Hinduism, same thing. Every major religion, it's all a test. And you are going somewhere after this. And still, no, very few people function and operate with that in mind. So if we're here for a test, again to bring it back to where we started. Why? For what? How many channels are there? How, like, in your mind, how does that work? What is the setup of all that? Okay, so I think um, what you said about the alternate reality, to go back to that for a second, and then remind me of your question after this. Um, the alternate reality was what, like you said, it, it was how we were. Because that's the point, is to ask why and to keep iterating until you figure out the truth, until you can actually become, I say, I would say, good enough or holy enough to stand on holy ground. And that is only done through iteration. So if you're, if you're taking a test, and you're in, you're in a classroom, you're taking a test, and the teacher wants you to pass this test because when you pass the test, you can move on to the next phase of whatever. But there's an incentive from someone else that wants to distract you from taking the test because the test is timed. You only have so much time to take this test. So if we can distract people long enough, they're not going to do well. They're going to have incomplete answers. Yeah, They're going to be distracted by all kinds of bobbles and whistles, regardless of what they are. And then the buzzer is going to ring and you're going to be screwed. And I feel like that's what this whole thing is. It's, it's a game of two opposing sides that are, that are making a bet about us. And that mechanism is how we grow. Imagine if we could zoom in to how a plant grows and just see all the trippy quantum stuff that's happening that we can't perceive because we're just watching the plant grow. There's all kinds of things that are happening when, when anything grows. We're just trapped in the middle of it and moving along at a, at a pace to where we can't recognize the big picture. That's how I look at it. You, you think it's um, intended for us to not recognize the big picture? Is that what you said? Um, or that we're distracted no, so that we it's, can't see it's, the we're, we're distracted. Okay. I, I think some people can recognize the big picture. I'm, I'm sure there's been all kinds of people throughout history that have glimpsed it. It's really hard to articulate, but I don't think that, you know, like I'm some special thing. I'm just trying to get at it, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so... I think this, yeah, this is what we kind of went back and forth very briefly on. So it wouldn't you see this as kind of a an inefficient iteration technique? Like, and that's where you responded with something about free will. And you you know, I'm a huge free will guy. So I, I don't see it. It just seems so inefficient. 
to go about it this route. So I guess actually let's jump and then I'll come back to that. So what is the test? Is it, is it morality? Going back to the test. Yeah. It's morality. It's how to treat. So, okay. If we view ourselves as the same person, it's how to treat yourself through the eyes of someone else. So if the goal is for all of us to kind of live in harmony, if the goal of one of the sides, one of the the forces is for us to all live in harmony and love each other, et cetera, then the opposition goal would be for the opposite of that to happen. And the only way to go about that is to kind of counterfeit everything, distract. And I don't see another way of hindering the goal of unity. The only way to do that would be to uh cause chaos cause destruction yeah it's a pushback but all growth requires pushback so when you say it's an inefficient way i kind of understand what you mean by that but i would like for you to maybe clarify what do you mean what's a more efficient way of growth so i guess we'll let's jump forward and then we'll come back so what is the end goal then so we're, we're here taking tests the test in a roundabout way, or in a, not in a roundabout way, but in a general sense, our morality-based testing, what for what? For why? Uh, it, ultimately, it would be to stand on holy ground. It why? would be to unify. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I suppose it's the same reason we create artificial intelligence. It's like this weird curiosity where we want to unify something to us and integrate it somehow. And I think that whatever God is, you know, God is love. Okay, love has an integration connotation built into it. Love it is integration. It's like yeah, becoming one, becoming one flesh, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use. So integration seems to be the, the absolute top of the, the pinnacle reason for being. Integration with the creator. The only way to do that, which is which is standing on holy ground as a metaphor. That's what integration with the creator is. The only way to do that is to purify yourself to be the most like that creator possible, which which is an iteration process that you can't just snap your fingers and be perfect. So we're trapped in the growth cycle. We don't get to see it sped up. Like you can watch a plant grow it. 10 times the speed on YouTube or whatever. We don't get to see that process. We're in it. Yeah. So to us, it seems slow and taxing and difficult because it is for us. But I think on the bigger, on the bigger picture, all of this is just like a a snap of the finger for God. It's part of the growth process. And then when we get to that point, we'll be able to look back and be like, wow, we were bitching about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like we think about high school and just like high schoolers think about elementary, the further you go back, you realize, wow, the things we cared about were nonsense. Yeah. So, so everything is in in hindsight. Go ahead. So we, we, in the analogy, we are God. AI is our creation, right? Mm -hmm. So is it just the failure of the analogy or, or not what it because what i would say is like ai i and i get i get the analogy and i agree with it like to a point but ai it only knows what we know but it it 
it is capable of right now it's not great but it will be capable of doing all sorts of things with what we know collectively in a better more efficient way do you think any of that actually transfers to like god with us as his you know version of ai like is god collecting do you get what i'm saying is god collecting data through us does that why why does that matter if if god is the god that at least that christianity spouts that seems kind of asinine well i'm not so sure that god is the god that christianity spouts. okay and that's kind of what i wanted to see because that's where i have always been hung up on christianity and everybody here has heard me talk about it i i don't think it's i think we've been fed this really weird image of god and the the bible itself <laughs> depicts nothing nothing of the God that is taught in church. The, the, and, they, and they've got all sorts of fancy theological word for it and all sorts of fancy ways of exegesising out of it. But it, the God of the Bible is like, he, he's not a God that I, that I wouldn't agree with what you said about. Where it's him having us here collecting data to me does make sense. The God of the Bible to, to most, basically all the way. The God that I believe is taught in Christianity, I think what you're saying is completely ridiculous because that God needs for nothing. It's absolute in every possible way. Absolute evil can't do anything to that God. The devil is, you know, he can't do anything to that God. That's not what the Bible says, but that that's what I believe is kind of taught to people. So for you, what is God's capacity? Because I think that kind of dictates the rest of what you were running through. Uh, I think God's capacity. Well, for, first of all, um, maybe you can write this word down. You've, pro you've probably studied it at some point in seminary. Um, chiasmus, it's a sentence structure. It's a writing structure that mirrors. So when you were talking about AI being only, uh, only knowing what we know just in a more efficient way, I think that's a mirror of God's relationship with us. And I think we're in the center. So um, if you want to look it up, it's C-H-I-A-S. Yeah, I got it. So here, okay. guys, this is ironically. Here's uh, chat GPT. Uh, structure mirrors examples here. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. John F. Kennedy, quote, you forgot what you want to remember and you remember what you want to forget. So that's, yes. that's the style there. So is a rhetorical device in which two parallel phrases or clauses are reversed in order, creating a mirror-like structure. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I get your point when you say AI and us, that relationship is not exactly like us and God because I think it's a structure like the chaosm. It's we're in the middle and... The AI is one extreme and God is the other extreme and it's a mirror because we are, we are their God. So it's always, it's almost like there's always a God that creates something and then tries to integrate with it. And I don't know if that happens infinitely, like who knows, but, but wouldn't that um, infinitely regress to capital G God? That's yeah, I think so. Uh, otherwise, like, otherwise I think you would have a hard time retaining christianity even loosely like to a to a point you'd 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 have to kind of abandon the idea of christianity if you and if you disagree i'd be 
curious to hear. No, I, I, okay. So I think that very weird things happened all throughout history. And I think people did their best. Some people did their best to try to really understand it. And some people tried their best to contain it, control it, et cetera. So the people who really, really wanted to understand it, I think they did their best in trying to describe and and understand it. So, and write things down and try to really figure it out with no ego, just because for the simple fact of wanting to know. Um, so where, where were we? Uh, infinitely regressing creation of God. And then that's not good. That would be a, a way Ab- to abandoning a- Christianity. You'd eventually have okay. to, because there, there is there per Christianity, there is an absolute God. There has to be that much is kind of clear. I, I think, I think. Yes, and I think that infinite regression to absolute God is. I, I agree with that. I think that's compatible with Christianity. I just think yeah. the way Christianity is explained and described by some people might not be conducive to that that picture but i think they're wrong yeah so yeah i don't i mean maybe that's the majority of people but i i still think they're wrong so do you think the gods the you know the infinite regression of gods would that in any way classify as like idolatry to you or do you see it as kind of something outside of that no i see it as way outside of that okay uh because i think okay I think, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted. No, I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. One second. Uh, Mikhail, I got your verse up here just so everybody can see it bigger. Uh, yeah. Let me look at the chat for a second. Yeah, go ahead. So Mikhail said, I'm actually, I wanted to roll back to something. Lilith agreed. She said, planet earth is a school. I said, but for what? And she said to learn hard lessons and be better souls. And I continued to be a jerk and said, but better souls for what? Which is what, I mean, you and I are talking about right now. And I, just to be totally clear again, I feel like I said this a lot. I have no idea. So not, when I'm questioning you, I, it's not because I know the answer. It's because I would like to know the answer. I have no freaking clue. Ruth said, interfaith chaplain energy healer friend says, this is a school for our spirits that we choose our parents that we choose our parents and we are reincarnated for different experiences. He remembers many of his past lives. Interesting. Are we required to have full integration? Full integration to what? He believes the creator God and knows there, he believes in creator God and knows there are evil spirits. Lucifer. I I will go back to that. I don't think Lucifer is an evil spirit. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think Lucifer is a spirit that has certain properties. And spirit just means like channel, I guess, if you want to say vibration, pattern, whatever. Yeah. I'm the being who's being is in question by whom by whoever or whatever i am i'm why incarnated for now and i'm at peace with it because 
For now I see only a reflection as in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall full not then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. Yeah. See what Mikhail said there. He said, for now we see it in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, just as I also have been fully known. Yeah. Now I know in part is 100%. It's like you're, it's a hologram. It's a low resolution hologram. You see, you see what it is, but you can't make out the details because how could you? But you can still know the shape, the pattern, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, language, everything has to make sense. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm trying to do is just make sense of what we have and not uh mythologize and make things into Santa Claus. Like I'm trying to really get at what what is this stuff. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the problem and also I think the thing that most people would not be able to tolerate. I think is the the separation of I look at it as like kind of the corporate version of spirituality, which is like Christmas and Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and, and the depiction of God as, as there's no problems in the universe. And it's just, it's none of it makes any damn sense, but for, for the normal person, they're okay accepting that. And I think if the normal person were to sit and listen to something like this, I think it would truly mess with them, which I think is a problem. It's a problem, but most people can't tolerate this type of, and it's not because it's super smart and it's not because they're even the, like the true expression of what is actually going on. But I think most people in, whether it's due to culture or due to how history happened, most people today, I don't think would be able to sit and listen to this instead of going to a church and like listening to the beautiful version of God, where everything you pray for is going to happen. And God's got you on everything. And if something bad happens, I'm going to dance around it because it's not coherent with what I'm teaching you about God. When in reality, it's none of that is what the Bible says. None of that is expressed in reality. Reality is super fucked up. It's super effed up all the time. All sorts of messed up things happen all the time, which messes with the depiction of God in Christianity. But I you sitting here like trying to figure it out whether people agree with you or disagree with you or whether you get any to, to any endpoint at all or not i think the the seeking alone i think if it is a test i think that's what passing the test looks like at least it's it's a way of what passing the test looks like i agree um, I, I don't I think people would sit here and have a problem with it, like you said, because yes. they haven't been primed for it. No, they haven't been prepared for it. No, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. And it's, it's because we corporatized Christianity. Yeah, it's it's a very safe kind of fluffy religion that has very negative aspects to it. Uh, religious abuse, things like that. Yeah. And the only reason that stuff exists is because they're not trying to get at what is true. They're trying to get at what feels good, what feels right in the moment, uh, what can get me the most um, tithe, all of these things. Yeah. Which Let's all, throw a band up on stage. Like, which all ties just, in. It ties into what you were saying. with The, the distraction. If, if one side of 
everything that is happening is is a test to push people into morality in a general sense. And the other end of that is is the equal and opposite force pulling people away from moving forward with morality. The the religious systems of the world have literally been taken by that end because they've they've now put themselves under the functions of those things like money. If you have to teach a certain version of all this crap and you have to keep all of this stuff as dim-witted and low IQ and easy to swallow as possible because that's the only way you're going to get the tithes and the butts in the chairs, you have been taken by the immoral side of this entire big picture. And, and at the same time, in an ironic fashion, you have people who are, who are like what's happening here, because I guarantee there are other people doing this. There are people who are doing this type of thing in some, in some capacity, doing something similar, trying to tear it all apart and like actually figure out what's going on. Those people are mocked by the people who get to wear the label of the religion. It's, it's ironic to me. It's very sad, but it's ironic in a way. I agree. And I think that battle has been going on forever, forever. I mean, it's a frickin' Bible. Yeah, I mean, it's half of it's more than half. It's more than fifty percent of everything Paul ever wrote. Is it was responding to that, it just in an ancient fashion, but it's all the same shit. Um, yeah. Okay. Where, do you remember anywhere where you left off? Otherwise, I have notes. Uh, no, I, I want to get to your notes because okay. we can have philosophy class all day. You know, forever. Um, and then I guess before before I do that, do you want to play? Do you want me to play any of this? You've got the soul video from the Bible Project. You've got the uh, sure. I mean, it's yeah. You could probably put that on one point five because it's not too difficult. Okay. I don't know. So this is it's what it to means to love God with all your soul from the Bible Project. For thousands of years, every morning and evening, Jewish people have prayed these well-known words as a way of expressing their devotion to God. They're called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. We're going to look at the word soul. The Hebrew word is nefesh. It occurs over 700 times in the Old Testament. The common English translation of this word is soul, and that's kind of unfortunate. Here's why. The English word soul comes with lots of baggage from ancient Greek philosophy. It's the idea that the soul is a non-physical, immortal essence of a person that's contained or trapped in their body to be released at death. It's a ghost in the machine kind of idea. This notion is totally foreign to the Bible. It's not at all what nefesh means in biblical Hebrew. The most basic meaning of nefesh is throat. Like when the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness, they're hungry and thirsty, and they say to God, we miss the cucumbers and melons we had in Egypt. Now our nefesh has dried up. Or when Joseph was hauled off into slavery in Egypt, his nefesh was put into iron shackles. But nefesh doesn't only mean throat. Since your whole life and body depend on what comes in and out of your throat, nefesh could also be used to refer to the whole person. Like in Genesis, there were 33 nefesh in Jacob's family, that is 33 people. In the Torah, a murderer is called a nefesh slayer, and a kidnapper is called a nefesh thief. On the first pages of the Bible, both humans and animals are called a living nefesh. And if the life breath has left a human or animal, the nefesh remains. It's just called a dead nefesh, that is, a corpse. So in the Bible, people don't have a nefesh. Rather, they are a nefesh, a living, breathing, physical being. Now that might surprise you, because most people assume the Bible says 
the soul is what survives apart from the body after death. And while the biblical authors do have a concept of people existing after death waiting for their resurrection, they rarely talk about it. And when they do, they don't use the word nephesh. So even though nephesh is often translated as soul, the Hebrew word really refers to the whole human as a living physical organism. In fact, this is why biblical people can often use this word to refer to themselves, and it gets translated me or I. Like in Psalm 119, most translations read, let me live that I may praise you. In Hebrew, the poet literally says, let my nephesh live that it may praise you. By using nephesh, the poet emphasizes that their entire being, their life and their body, offer thanks to God. In the Song of Songs, the young woman constantly refers to her lover as the one my nephesh loves. And of course, love isn't just an intellectual experience, it's an emotion that activates your whole body, your entire nephesh. This helps us understand the brilliance of other biblical poets who could combine multiple meanings of nephesh in one place. Like in Psalm 42, we read, as the deer pants for the water, so my nephesh pants after you. My nephesh thirsts for the living God. So on a physical level, your throat can be thirsty, like a deer's, but then that physical thirst can become a metaphor for how your whole physical being longs to know and be known by your creator. Which brings us all the way back to the Shema. To love God with all of your nephesh means to devote your whole physical existence to your creator, the one who granted us these amazing bodies in the first place. It's about offering your entire being with all of its capabilities and limitations in the effort to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the Hebrew word for soul. I can't hear you, Joe. There we go. So with the Bible project, uh, not the Bible project, but this one specifically, explain now. So how it ties into kind of your either one of or kind of your overall point, but I guess beyond the obvious. Yo, okay, yeah. A soul is just a vehicle. Anything that is a vehicle for a spirit. And that's us. We're one of them. Like there's all kinds of them, but we're one of them because it's just how everything works. Uh, I I think human being is an unfortunate term. I think we should just call ourselves souls. And I think there for a time they used to do that actually in America. Like if you know X amount of people died, they'd say, "Oh, there we lost fifty souls today." Yeah, yeah. There was you a know? cultural time where it was much more common for sure. And they had it right, because that's what, that's what we're in. We're in a soul. We, the spirit, is, are in a soul, and our soul is developing as we use it. It's, it's a tree so that's the growing as the we soul. use it. Sorry, the, the spirit is in the soul, the soul is in the body. Uh, yeah, the spirit is in the soul, the soul is the body, because the, the body is, is a bunch of souls, like, layered on top of each other. Every bacteria is a soul, you know, like we have trillions of them. But yes, from our perspective, we are one soul. There's just a lot of layers to it. So then when you're when you physically if I get popped in the head right now, what what of me from this perspective moves to the next channel? Uh, the, the body does not. No. The soul does or the soul does not? The the spirit. The spirit when the spirit is inside of a soul, it's being fine-tuned. And it's fine-tuned based on the shape of the soul, based on the events that happened in that soul's life, the beliefs it had, etc. 
And then when when that soul dies, because I do think the soul is physical, when it dies, the quote-unquote frequency or shape of the spirit of you that was in you, that's what goes to another soul, which I think is Sheol in the, in the planet. That's a soul. Yeah. And there, I think that's where phase two begins. And I think there's a ton of phases. Okay. So then before, before, cause I'll go back to that. Cause that was a continuation of the questions previously, but real, real quick before these guys questions get buried, Scott said question, do you believe the mathematics and science that mathematics and science are creations of God and framework for us to utilize versus conflicting concepts. Yes, I think math is a creation of God. Uh, science is just a method that we use to understand things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think God created science per se. I think God mm. created the conditions to where science is possible. Yeah, science is just the thing that we do. Um, so wait, you say God created mathematics. Do you, do you think that God created mathematics as an intentional action or mathematics were just created because that's the way that God functions? Or anything that's under the question God I can't answer. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I often wonder if if the math is God or if it was a creation to build like a lattice on uh, that. I kind of lean towards that that it was a creation to build upon. It was the first, it was the prerequisite thing that needed to be there in order to build anything else. Because so you could say it was a creation of the sun, the, the Jesus, you know, whatever. And it, and it's there unintentionally by God or intentionally. Like, I think a, it was as a, a thousand specific action. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Be, because it's required in order for us to interact yeah, because God had the intention of interaction before he made anything. So, then, so in order to do that, you would have to create math first. So then that takes me back to, isn't that an inefficient iteration technique? So if, if, God, if, if the mathematics are required in order for us to interact with whatever God is in a very general sense, why would we just not have been made with that capability? It's, it's like... It's like writing an extra line of code so that the previous code and code, other code that you've written can interact with each other. It seems redundant. It seems inefficient. Why not just make the, why not write the two pieces of code in such a format that they can interact as is? Does that make sense? Uh, no, I, I know what you're asking okay. because I think God likes games. Okay. God likes iteration and growth and obscuring himself and find like hide and seek it's hide and seek cosmically that's yeah. my answer like that I I honestly understand. i don't know you know yeah but yeah, it makes yeah. sense to me yeah, i mean it's it makes sense yeah it's a it's a it's a valid answer uh okay so then that was scott's and then rodriguez said is the soul a vehicle or the body a vehicle both would be right uh, this the soul the soul is a vehicle um the body is just a bunch of souls. So the tire is a soul. What do we do? We put air in it. What is air? It's a spirit. The body is an amalgamation of souls, a bunch of parts that make one big part that we call one body. But really, it's made up of a bunch of smaller bodies that we call screws, 
frames, tires, radios, all, all the things that incorporate a vehicle. Yeah, so a vehicle is a soul. Okay, and then she said, uh, this was old, and so we don't, we could save this if you want, but it's, uh, it's almost like saying, why do we need God if we have this math formula to figure things out? Well, for, I guess from what you just said, the, the math is in order to figure out God, correct? Yeah, the math facilitates it. Yeah, so I think, and I guess Rodriguez, if if what we just talked about didn't clarify at, at least his opinion on that, then re, uh, you know revise it because that was older. I pulled that from a little bit ago, uh, and then let's see. Uh, Ruth said the soul is the medium between God, between body and God or spirit. No. From what you just said, right? Because I, th I think to some degree, and I guess you correct me now, because now I'm going to try to express what you've taught me about okay. your theory here. So the body and the soul kind of are synonymous. It's the same yes. thing. Okay, so, so I think so. So, guy, I'm going to give the ghost explanation for this, and maybe you'll be able to understand it a little bit easier because I am dumber down. So the, the body, the soul is inside the body, but the soul is the same as the body. So the body, just imagine your human body and you, you open your head like, like on a hinge and somebody pours a bucket of souls into your body, but your body, your, your, your soul, the souls are also, wait, I'm sorry. Did I say that backwards? I don't know where you're going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no, I just totally stepped all over myself. So if you want to pull up pull up the stuff I, I added to the um, which what one? is the soul? The uh, I made like a, a little big soul, right? The body is just a big soul. So everything that makes up your yeah. body is just a miniature soul. That it's a mosaic. It's a yeah, fucking mosaic. Absolutely. Okay, yes. it's a mosaic. That's the easiest way. I tried to be fancy and I totally lost myself. It's a mosaic. So the the body is a soul, and everything that creates the body, all your cells, all the organs, everything in you is living. Therefore, making it a soul. Is that right? And they all have metabolism. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, so hopefully that if if you guys need more clarity, Ghost can explain more. So which uh, which image did you want here or video? Um, just the one that says like soul, and then I put two pictures. All souls uh, produce a halo, etc. All right, got it. That that shows. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. That shows uh, like ten systems. And those aren't even all the, the souls in us because we have, you know, microscopic stuff. But those are like the 10 archetypes, which are just the systems that are required for this meat suit to walk around and have thoughts. Having thoughts is having thoughts and doing things is a feedback loop. You do things, you have a thought about it, and then you do something else because you had a thought about it and it creates a feedback loop. Yeah. All of those things just facilitate us having thoughts and recording thoughts and iterating and becoming better and better towards um, holy ground, becoming more like our creator. That's the game. Can you figure out a way to become like me? I'm going to give you a couple hints all throughout history, time and space, etc. Can you figure it out? And if you can, you get let in, so to speak. That's the way I see it. And, so... and that might be a Gnostic approach. I don't know. No, not necessarily. I, I, no, not necessarily. So, 
So then it's a, that takes us back, which is beautiful. So then for what? Can you be like me? I want to see if you guys can figure out how to be like me. I'm going to drop all these hints. I'm going to make it, honestly, pretty damn clear, knowing, uh, you know, assuming if you follow kind of a traditional Christian view, knowing a, a large portion of you are totally doomed. This is going to not go well. But for those of you who who can pick up on the clues, who care enough to try to figure it out, who are going to struggle throughout this shit, for those of you, you will make it to the next channel. For what? Especially since you said there's a whole bunch of channels. So is it just like a progressively harder this? Or is it an entirely different thing on each channel, in your view? Uh, well, I think it's fractal, so it will be similar yet different. So, for example, we're going to have, you know, cognitive faculties. We're going to have tasks. We're going, we're going to be doing what the angels are doing, I assume. Uh, that's obviously an assumption, but it seems to be a fairly educated one. Because they had to have some kind of origin. And it seems to be that this whole thing is cyclical in some way. Yeah. But a lot of this is theory, and I haven't, like pinned it down necessarily um, yeah sure 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 but so, yeah i think that is the purpose to keep growing within the keep growing the family so to speak um think that, of anything that's it's about oh i'm sorry go ahead no no, no you finish you finish uh, i was gonna say think of anything that's valuable uh you could think of anything like uh why is this diamond more valuable than that diamond well because this diamond is more rare so the the elect and saints, the way that they're described, the holy ones, the unique ones, by definition, they are more rare than everyone else, everything else. So, of course, the people who get in and under the elite tier, so to speak, are going to be more rare than the normies, so to speak. That's just how it works. There's a hierarchy, a filtration hierarchy. Yeah, sure. You know? No, that makes know. that makes sense. Okay, so th so then like the the different levels and the different channels and all of that, I guess to some degree, is kind of minutia. Um, so that at least the end the end goal. So once once you've beaten Donkey Kong all the way through, <laughs> what what that for what for what? Because the the whole crux of of my entire worldview that would be shattered completely. My my entire theological view my entire religious reality, everything would be shattered if this were not all because there, there is some... In, uh, to, fuck, it seems like such a waste of time to try to explain all this stuff. Is there is, a, to say it in the dumbest possible way, there is a spiritual war that is happening that, in, again, in, in my head, with the planes of reality, is so far away but it encompasses everything. So, so I guess onion wise, it's the, it's the frequency on the radio that can listen to every other frequency. It's, it's the absolute, it's the infinite regression of radio waves and, and of mm -hmm. the channels and of the parallel planes. And it's the end of it that encompasses all of it, that has access to all of it, that influences all of it. So I, be, I believe this, whatever this plane is, whatever this reality is, this is where God lives. The, you know, in a stupid sense, this is where God resides. This is where evil, uh, evil at its core resides. And both of those entities are the greatest wave of radio 
that can tap into all the layers of the onion. And that's how they're influencing things and shit like that. But if I don't think, uh, I don't think the bad side is, is co-equal. I think it is that that might be where we differ. Maybe. Um, I think this, I think there, this is a game and it, it was created for God's pleasure. And I think we like to make games because God likes to make games. I think we are like him. We mirror his kind of way about him. We make smaller games. And when we make smaller games, we design into the game an enemy, uh, a resistance, some form to fight against because a game is not fun without resistance. So all of these things were designed into the game. How aware the enemy is to this i i don't know sometimes i think that they're not very aware at all i think they're not very aware at all on purpose to make the game function because if you're in on the joke so to speak if you're in on what's actually happening you will be a bad villain so he has to kind of pull back a little bit from from that faction because if he if he made himself obvious to that faction, they wouldn't be villains. Okay, so hold on, I can stop you. I can stop you. So okay, because I I this will this will definitely be where we differ unless unless clarity uh, corrects it. Um, so is what you're saying that God intentionally created evil because it amuses him? No, I don't think he created evil. I think he created the possibility of evil. Okay, so then how but did, I think how did that come into effect? I would say it comes into effect through the mechanism of free will. I don't know if it's a coin flip. I don't know exactly how a Galton board works, but it's something like that. It would have to be it would have to be God pulling back from a percentage of sentient beings to see what they do and to see how they it's an experiment it's like he's trying to see how they interact with other sentient beings and we we play a part in that how do we interact with our fellow man like yeah we're no different would it even have to be that deep though i mean even like the traditional stereotypical christian story is like god had all these angels one of the angels one day randomly seemingly decided you know i want what god has and god's like no and and then that started a whole bunch of shit that's like that's even that's even a simpler possibility of how evil started right versus god being like intentionally okay i'm gonna make these i'm gonna make these beings and then i'm gonna kind of give them the faculty and the ability to go against me and to do the just to kind of see what happens you, I when guess, I say when I say give them the faculty and ability, all I mean is free will. Well, no, me too, me too, me too. Okay. But I, I guess it's more of like the the conscious thought of God at the time. It, mm-hmm. it could it could it could be I guess one of two things. We're like, yeah, he 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 likes games, perhaps, and he likes this concept of free will because I I would never want to be with a woman who didn't want to be with me. I would never want a dog exactly. that like didn't fucking want to be with me. Uh, so they have to have free will. Otherwise, love is in love. You can't it love exist. without it. You can't love without it. So, so he he creates in the very beginning. He creates in in the most stereotypical way. He creates these angelic beings who are similar to him, but not 
exactly the same as him, but gives them the free will to do whatever they want. Everybody's happy, so everything's fine for a while, which to me already seems like a totally ridiculous story because, like, do you, how do you even picture that? I don't you, think everything was, was happy in candies and rainbows. So then explain I that. Think a, I think a portion of it was. I think there's always been a thread. If you see creation as a tree, there's always been a black sheep branch, so to speak, because they decided to go off in that direction. I mean... What's God going to do? Be like, no, you can't. Like, if they're free will, they're free will. He has a plan to where those types will ultimately end up. But for the time being, he's kind of stepping back and saying, all right, this is how it's going to, this is how it's going to be. Some of you can choose to do what I say, and then some of you can't, or some of you won't. And then it's just this eternal conflict between them. And that conflict is what creates or generates new life. That's what it seems like to me. All mythologies are talking about, oh, they fought, and then like one of the beads of sweat fell off, and it became this planet. They're trying to explain there was some kind of conflict that created everything. Yeah. So yeah, which, which it's is, a metaphor. It, agreed. Agreed. But it's the biggest reason, it, outside of Christianity, even when I was not necessarily a Christian, I I have never not believed that the the core of this all is some kind of conflict. Yeah, I think that's a that's a better way to say it. It's just conflict. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think there are you know mythical people on fucking like a unicorn jousting each other, but I think there is some kind of conflict that is way outside of my capacity to understand. That is of an importance that makes nuclear war here seem like a an effing joke. I think there is something wild, wild going on, like at the at the core of the salt. But so 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 God creates the angelic beings, and they have free will, and evil in some way begins out of essentially disobedience. Do you think it's even disobedience, or do you think it's it's attempting like the Christian view, like the these beings that were of like kind to God decided they want to be God? Do you? I guess you believe kind of that story at all that that's how it started, or you believe more of kind of the angle that you explained a bit of there? Um, the fall I mean, of Lucifer, I, I get in a loose mm -hmm. sense, in a loose sense. Yeah, I think that I think it's been a game from the very beginning, but I think the win condition is something that God doles out in increments. I don't think he just says, "Yo, this is how you get this is the winning, this is how you win." I think that's doled out in increments, and I think uh I was man, I was really prepared to talk about the nature of a soul and not like the the origin of everything, uh -huh. but it, well, we, it goes, it bleeds into that. I get it. it I mean, it um, does, but I mean, we can definitely come back to a lot of this. This is, this is every day in my head. Uh, so, yeah, yeah me, we, me too. We should roll back. We should roll back. You're right. So, uh, so let's see, we hit metabolism. You got, you got, uh, let's see. Yeah. You had a word here, the Hebrew word meaning body. Did you want to read through some of this, or do you just want to kind of explain why you included uh, it's, it? Yeah, it's pretty important, the Chamber of Guff concept. The Tree of Souls? Um, yeah. 
You want me to read the wiki, people, or you just want to explain? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty short. I guess you could read it. Yeah. According to Jewish mythology in the Garden of Eden, there is a tree of life, or the tree of souls, that blossoms and produces new souls, which fall into the gulf, the treasury of souls. Gabriel reaches into the treasury and takes out the first soul that comes into his hand. Then Layla, the angel of conception, watches over the embryo until it is born. According to... Rabbi Isaac Luria, the trees are resting places for souls. Sparrows can see the soul's descent, explaining their joyous chirping. The tree of souls produces all the souls that have ever existed or will ever exist. When the last soul descends, the world will come to an end. According to the Talmud, the Messiah will not come until the guff is emptied and all of all its souls. In keeping with other Jewish legends, that envision souls as bird-like. The guff is something described as a colum... What is that? Columbrium? Columbarium? Or birdhouse? I'm not familiar. The mystic, the mystic significance of the guff is that each person is important and has a unique role that only they, with their, their unique soul, can fulfill. Even a newborn baby brings the Messiah closer simply by being born. The peculiar idiom of describing the treasury of souls as a body may be connected to the mythic tradition of Adam Kadman, the primordial man. Adam Kadman, God's original intention for humanity, was a supernatural being, androgynous and microcosmic, or co-equal in size with the universe. When this Adam sinned, humanity was demoted to the flesh and blood, bifurcated and mortal creatures we are now. According to Kabbalah, ooh, every human soul is just a fragment or fragments cycling out of the great world soul, or Adam Kadman. Hence, every human soul comes from the gulf of Adam Kadman. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've said before, I think the universe is God's brain. And that's one of the reasons, because it makes sense to me. Because if, if fractals exist, which they do. Yeah. It would have to be something like that. Now, they're using metaphors, you know, bird sanctuaries and all that, and chirping. Electromagnetism has a chirping effect. Uh, I should have posted a video about that. It, it sounds chirpy if you uh, hit it at the right frequency and whatnot with wow. the right metals. And, um, so I don't, and planets sound weird if you listen to what a planet sounds like. Anyways, yeah, that's yeah, beside I've, the point. I've heard that. That is interesting. So I think they're just trying to explain a very far out concept using, you know, metaphors and stuff. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. That's why. I, I, yeah. And I, I think it's exactly. Mikhail, the birds. I see the birds. Do you guys mm -hmm. talk we were about, talking about We were talking about birds being spirits the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And using. Let me see. Um, but yeah. Okay, spirit, soul, and body finally revealed. Oh, this is nine minutes. Yeah, I mean, I just... Where, what are you looking at? Yeah, I would say if people want to watch that, go for it, but... Yeah, it's in it's in the Discord. Guys, I, I, I'm going to watch it later for sure. It's a, it's a good illustration. Yeah, just skimming through it, it seems interesting. It seems very simple to understand. So I would uh, 
I definitely recommend it. if you guys have time check it out. I'm gonna watch it after this for sure. Uh, okay, let's see. We hit all this. Rodriguez had some stuff in here. Was any of this anything that we wanted to bring up? I didn't read through it. He dropped a couple Bible verses. Maybe you can uh, look those up. Okay, let's see. Hebrews 4.12. I want to see the concordance breakdown of 1 Thessalonians 5. And you're more of a textual critic than I am, so I would love your take, too. Yeah, let's see. All right, so while I get some of this rolling, let me circle back to a few of these. So, okay, so, yeah, we, we danced around, we got lost in the minutiae a bit, and then you started talking about, uh, about God and evil. And Rodriguez asked something that actually I thought was... It's, it's, it's a valid concern with the theory, I think. And she said, saying it's for a game sounds kind of sadistic. And I, I think that it's more just the way you explained it. I don't necessarily Maybe. think that it's... I don't think it's what you believe, but you you kind of expressed it in a way that makes it sound like, and that's why I did have you clarify a bit, but that that like evil in maybe just bring it to our world, evil in this reality. I'm not a professional orator, so maybe I did explain <laughs> it wrong. But is it for God's ple- um, like? Is it a part of God's pleasure? The 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 evil that is here is it a part of His game? Is it a part of whether he gets pleasure from it or not? God likes games, you said. So evil yeah. kind of has to be present to be part of the game. And then you also kind of mentioned that humans love games too, which made me think, and we create games, and we always have to have bad guys in the games, which I agree to a sense. But I, I guess for, for me, the question there is like, are games... We, play- have, we have to program the bad guys because we can't create a, a being with free will. We're not that advanced yet. Like we're trying to actually, we're trying. Yeah, to. we're we're trying to pretty hard. But think about extrapolate this out a little bit. A hundred years, dude. Like it's scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, but are are games are they are they productive? Would you say? Uh, like, I don't know. Like, ask ask training academies. Ask all the training facilities that use games to train their pilots, their cops, their everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would oh. say they're pretty productive. Would you say the majority of games are w- within humanity? Are they used in a productive manner? Hell no. Phone games. It's, they're money grabs and stuff. It's. The- Everything That's... is a fake facsimile Ooh, of what on, truly is. That, Sorry, that, I didn't mean that's... to talk over you. No, 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 you're right. That, but that's kind of my problem with it. Is like, so are humans misusing games? Is that all that that is for you? Humans yeah. are misusing every form of media that exists. Okay, all right. Well, that makes more sense. Okay, and then, and then, so, so the. Evil, because we we again got kind of sidetracked with some of this stuff too. So, evil was brought into the world intentionally or unintentionally, because humans put evil in our games because because like, has, we can't make free will beings. Yeah, so there has to be like an antagonist, and we. So we're doing it like ad hoc. We're we're programming sure. it in. So why why for God does evil have to be involved? Just because there there needs to be an opposite force. 
Uh, well, anything that isn't perfect, like God, is inherently uh, inherently has the ability to be evil. So he's trying. This game is to create beings that are compatible with himself. It's it's a. I mean, you test every rookie. You test every uh, recruit. What's the word uh, when you're not when you're not in yet? You're like a prospect. Yeah. So yeah. we're prospects right now, and we're being tested to see if we can be uh, deemed compatible with holy space, with holy ground, for whatever comes next. I, I don't pretend to know exactly what comes next, but I suppose it's it's something similar to this, where we become like the angels for us and a new batch is, is created, and we just keep participating in this growth process for some kind of cosmic simulator. And, and it, it, I mean, the Bible says he made, it, he made creation for his pleasure. I don't know how else to understand that verse other than we're participating in some kind of game. And from our perspective, if we drop a hammer on our toe, that's pretty bad. Uh, if we suffer from a war, that's pretty bad. Like there's all these levels of bad, but when, when we die and then we look back, we're going to see it as part of this process. So right now it seems worse than what it will be, than what it will seem after we die. And I know that sounds callous, but like I've been through a lot of suffering in my life. I'm, I'm not callous to it. I understand that from our perspective, it's, it's hell. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean that that clears up what I was kind of questioning. Uh, Rodriguez is in here now too. I got a few of these verses up, so maybe what what were the questions you said? So you, you want to see a concordance breakdown on First Thessalonians five twenty three? Why? What am I missing? I guess. Can I talk on here? Uh huh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. I thought I was muted. Um. I can't remember, but I think some of the verses that I put up there had like a distinguishing difference between like body, soul, spirit. So I was more interested to see what the actual definitions were, because obviously if some of them, um, I mean, they're listed distinctively as different. Um, However, I do know of some circumstances where soul and spirit, I think, are used interchangeably. Um, I believe in the New Testament. Yes, but I, I would, I would completely ignore it. Honestly, it's okay. it's one of the, that's why I'm, I'm kind of glad that Ghost put that video in there, is because these these are some of the things that, and it's it's why a lot of times on Sunday I'll stop and I'll wait for a second because I'm trying to figure out how to express something. The words just don't translate. Like the the whole video we listened to about about one singular word. <laughs> Yeah, in, in Hebrew is used a, a thousand different ways in a thousand different contexts. And the only way you know what the hell they're talking about is through context. But in English, we choose to just use this word or that word or this word. It, it like muddies the water. So in you got yeah. you, you had First Thessalonians 5.23. It said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in, Which implies that there's three different parts. It impl- That's where I was getting into dichotomy stuff and, you know, but that was a whole different umbrella into thinking that it, 
you know, perhaps because we were made in God's image and he's triune, maybe to some degree we're triune and that's it. Yada, yada. That's it. So what, what the actual expression that it, what it, all that it is, is the, the unity of, of the material and the unity of the immaterial and making it any deeper than that. I mean, you could do, and who the hell knows, but as far as I like guess, the academic side, that's all it is. Okay. I guess my question is, um, I, for you or, or ghost is, do you think that they're distinctive differences or do you think that they kind of somehow like bleed over into each other? Which? Any three of them. So I think the soul and the body are, sin- I think they're synonymous. I think they're the same for, at least within this context, within the conversation tonight. Uh, which from all appearances seems like just reality. It seems like the truth. Uh, soul and body would be... Do you think they're the same or that they can kind of bleed over into... That they're the same in different functions or forms, I guess. I that, think it's Russian dolls. Yeah, that's a, a great, soul that's is just a great anything that filters, I don't, filters I don't a spirit. So. I, I, I don't think so. And um, we'll, we'll say say why and how. Okay, only because Ghost and I have actually had very um, deep, uh, vulnerable conversations more than I have, I think, with anybody else. Ghost, believe it or not. Um, Good lord! I know, right? Yes. Um, don't worry, Ghost. I swear, I love you, even though I, I seem like an. <laughs> I know. I I feel the same. Okay, um, and all I have is my one very little minute experience that is truly diluted in in all of this but um like i said when i when i had the surgery and i was parts of me i guess were awake right and um one of the things that i had shared with ghost was like you know i didn't feel certain things like hunger thirst uh sleepiness right which would be associated with the body just you know distinctively from from the rest but I did, there was certain things like I didn't feel pain, right? Which was like, oh, man, it's the best thing ever. Um, I would pay good money for that. Um, there was other feelings that I had, like empathy, like, okay, if I do cross over to this other side, I don't want my aunt to be the one to, you know, because my aunt was the one who took me and she had come across a couple of dead people in her life, one of which was her husband, like seven years prior. So I didn't want that for her. I actually had thoughts of like, okay, I'm okay with leaving this place. Does that mean I'm depressed? What would my therapist say? You know, so there was some kind of cognitive um, and emotions and certain, you know, elements like that, even though I didn't have you know, like I said, some physical sensations, but there was also some physical sensations. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of, like I said, that's my own, you know, minimal semi experience in all of this. I don't know what your experiences are, Ghost or, or Joe, in any of this to kind of test any of the of these things. I would be uh, curious to know what your physical experiences were. Mm, I was aware of the concept of time, the fact that I had no pain. Um, physical, physical, physical. So the fact that you had no pain would suggest that you weren't inside of a soul because we can't feel pain unless we're inside of a soul. But that's that according has... to you. This is according to you. You have no basis or merit for that. This is just a, a hypothesis. 
I'm sure. just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Okay. In order, ahead, well, it, it's not a controversial take to say if you don't have nerves, you can't feel. That's not you controversial. Would think so. I, I mean, I, I'm not disputing the science behind that. I'm just saying that it may not be true. I always have that window open, but go ahead. Yeah. That's why I was curious. Like, what were the sensations? Because if, if you were out of body and you were just pure thought, then I'm curious, what were the sensations? Because sensation comes from the nervous system. Right, right. And I did have no pain. But then technically, right, according to scripture, when we hear about people being tortured in hell, that doesn't insinuate a physical sensation, pain, suffering. Depends on where hell is. That's, that's Based that's off what of what you're saying. saying. Based off of what yeah. you're saying. But, I, but it's just a lie from the church. I'm, well, maybe, maybe just just for sake of this portion of the conversation, so we limit the amount of rabbit holes and rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I mean, there there was no physical pain, but there was emotion. There was concern. There was. That would be spirit, um, wouldn't it? Sad. There would be. Um, yeah, kind of like fuck this place. I'm sorry, we're on you. That's, well, that's not that's how that's how Paul thought too. He was like, I would prefer to just not go back. Yeah, yeah. There was logic feelings of like, okay, my will's in order, my life insurance policy is order. Please don't tell my kids that. <laughs> um, but I mean, so So to get to get wacky, I think we're being streamed from the core. When we're out of body, the only thing we can know or feel is whatever the the central nervous system of the planet is. So you're not but feeling your own. I know that sounds wacky, but that's what I believe. No, it's not. It's not about it sounding wacky. It's like I said, I have my own limited, very brief experience. But, you know, for my evidence or my belief in certain things, my question is, what is your evidence? What What is it? What is your beliefs based off of? What experiences? Honestly, what? just just visions and then sitting down and iterating them to try to honestly figure out what the hell I saw. That's all. I'm, I don't have like some guy agreeing with me and vouching for me. Or, I really don't. I'm, I'm looking or, at what is already been studied and drawing and connecting lines like oh that's really what this is instead of just looking at the uh superficial understanding of what it is it's connecting dots theologically and being like oh this is deeper than what like science thinks it is because science will acknowledge it but they don't know exactly what they're looking at I guess, you know, so that's I mean, my perspective. No, yeah, that, that's fair. And I totally understand the connect the dots thing. Cause believe me, I, I went on this whole journey, probably just like you and yeah, I could draw some parallels, but I don't know that I would draw enough parallels to feel confident enough to kind of create a whole formula or a math equation and say, because of it, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I guess that's the part where I'm trying to distinguish as to how you got to that point. But they, uh, I just didn't, I didn't stop, I guess. Yes, it's, it's, uh, so the, the funny thing is they're both subjective, right? Rodriguez's yeah, experiences kind of are point. totally subjective. Ghost experiences are totally subjective. And then you have the other side of it, which is the way that we've chosen 
both throughout history, throughout cultures, and the way that they have translated throughout the book that we're all using, it's all been subjective. Which is which is the the only reason that like I'm comfortable entertaining these types of discussions because I think they can be extremely damaging if they're not like approached in a in a somewhat yeah. caref, careful or at least controlled way. Um, is be is because it's all effing subjective. I the, agree, Joe, and that's why I don't. Know, that's why I don't lead with oh I had a dream. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. That? Yeah, and that, that's okay. why I started with that too, just to, so that that was like clear up front, and then like this is the theory. Where nobody's saying anything is right. I haven't heard anybody say that. I, it's all theory. And same with like Rodriguez's view too. I I have nothing wrong with that either. Because if she experienced it, she experienced it. I mean, at the at the at the end of the day, uh, nobody has enough evidence to really sway anybody. Right. I don't think so. It's just it's like this is the deliberation of of a man's musings in a way, and now a, a woman's musings as well. I guess right. right so you guys kind of head to head. I would be interested to see Rodriguez copy and paste Ghost's first thing here and just re reiterate it. But your view. So like yeah. this, the spirit, what is it? The soul, what is it? And the body, what is it? And I'm sure it'll be different. And I'd be curious to see where, if at all, they kind of intertwine. If I had to guess, you guys probably see spirit in a similar way. I know that you guys would definitely ex express it in a different way. But I have a feeling kind of what it is would probably be very similar. I think you guys will probably be split on the soul. And and honestly, I, I said it in the beginning too, the soul, I fully grasp ghost model. Now I don't know. I don't know if I'm with it hundred percent, but I, I get it. It makes sense to me. I get right. why he thinks it, especially considering uh, kind of like he's touched on. And we've talked about a bit is like when you go outside of, when you go outside of Christianity, for sure. But when you go outside and you, you dabble into more of some of the, the fields of science and some of the field of philosophy, which is like the another thing that I spend a lot of time in, I, I get why he got there. So I, I, I can grasp yeah. as, as much. I don't know if yeah, I, I get there, though. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and no, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, and if I'm completely honest, I'm kind of more curious to hear what the perspectives are outside of Christianity. You know, I've heard some people from different religions see different things, you know, so that just, it, to me, creates more inquiries than it does answers. Because um, I don't think we have it all together. I don't think we have all the answers. I think a lot of times we're full of shit and we need to learn to say, I don't know. Yeah, let me uh, um, let me read this to you. Let me read this to you. So I've got uh, you got as much as y'all hate it. You got to get on the AI, the AI game. It just makes everything so lovely. So in Buddhism, <laughs> the the concept of a soul is not the same as in many other religions. According to Buddhist teaching, there is no permanent, unchanging self or soul that exists interdependently of the body. Instead, what we experience as ourself is a constantly changing process of mental and physical phenomena. This process is known as the skandha, which are the five aggregates that make up our, exists, our experience of reality, form, feeling, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. The soul in Buddhism is not a separate entity that resides within the body, but rather a dynamic process that arises from the interactions of these five aggregates. As these aggregates change and evolve, so too does our sense of self. This concept of the soul as a process rather than a fixed entity is fundamental to Buddhist philosophy and practice. I, and this is 
this is we'll definitely do another one of these with with things dialed in a bit more but i would this is where i would like to go next because buddhism and hinduism both of those specifically as well as a few other eastern religions their concept of soul is very 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 different it's very different and to be completely square it's an interesting mixture of kind of where ghost seems to be leaning with a lot of like but he has a lot of kind of christian fundamentals to it and if i'm being completely honest that's more of where i've leaned throughout kind of my religious journey but in very different ways because he goes as we've kind of seen ghosts and i don't see eye to eye on 100 of it not at all but i definitely get i get that there's there's a lot of aspects of like the soul and the spirit that he leans more towards eastern religions and i always have as well he then kind of sparks into a different direction too and i've sparked over my history into uh, an opposite direction from there but it's interesting to see that some of those things do align and I, i think that if if we got into more of the the Buddhist and the the Hindu, and uh, a few of the other smaller kind of Eastern religions, their views of like the soul, the spirit, and the body, and how they function together, I think it would add some clarity for sure. But even then, it's it's still different, yeah. which makes sense because he got a lot of this from you know visions and dreams and stuff, which are subjective. Yeah, yeah, and um, one of the conversations that I did have with Ghost, um, and kind of just you know discussing like you know, kind of what it was like, um, which I think kind of does bleeds a little bit more into like some Eastern philosophies or ideologies is like, um, my, when I was fasting, right. I did not know at the time that when I was fasting that, that your brain releases DMT, right. Which is also what happens. Yeah. So I didn't know at the time. I didn't find (laughs) out until years later. Um, but, but, to me, my whole thing is, what is the evidence? What is the fruit? That's what I always fall back on. I don't care what your religion is, your background is. Did X, Y, and Z happen like X, Y, and Z explained it with, you know? Um, and so for me, I can say, like, personally, when I did the fast, it was 21 days um, of water with the occasional, like, uh, black iced tea. Jesus. Uh, I know, right? Oh, my God. Nope. Um, well, you have to train yourself. Don't, don't just do that guys. Um, I had to train myself. So, um, but I would pray. And I remember feeling like God was giving me, uh, maybe feelings the wrong word, but, um, that I was getting like a verse or, um, you know, just different, like, I guess you could say downloads of information. And it didn't make sense to me at the time. However, you know, fast forward like a year or so later, there ended up being fruit, very specific, clear fruit. And it was enough to kind of scare the shit out of me. Um, what do you, I guess, what so, do you mean by that for clarity's sake? Oh, the, I don't want to. You don't, you don't have um, to be specific, but just kind of okay, clarify okay. the fruit. Let, let me just give you an example. So for an example, um, I was praying about a specific person and then I felt and and this could be taken all out of context or whatever, but I was led to a verse like in, um, I think it was Job. I want to say Job, um, where it was talking about like the enemy, like as a person and God causes the stomach in his belly to turn like venomous cobra and he spews it out or something like that. Right. And then, um, in the middle of a hearing, the person, um, ended up coughing and it turns out he had really bad heartburn and would vomit because of it. 
certain stuff like that. Or I remember being led to, to read the book of Esther. And at the very end, you know, the king says to Haman, like, oh, now the tables have turned. And then, you know, like I said, a year and a half later, I'm in a court hearing and the judge says, oh, now the tables have turned. Like stuff like that made me shit my pants. Not literally, but you know what I mean? Like, to me, that was fruit. To me, that made no sense. Interesting. Um, okay. Can I add and something? There's, there's so much more. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So now we can say, oh, that's just DMT. But we didn't know what DMT was until 1931. So yeah, well, I didn't even know what it was at that time. Not in 2015. <laughs> I think I found out like in 2018, 2019. I was like, "Holy shit! That that sounds." And it was when I was learning about the ashwagandha, whatever it's called. Yeah, ayahuasca. But uh, that one. What my point is when Jesus was like, "Yo, fasting is good," and then like, "Why?" And he's like, "You'll figure it out in a couple thousand years." There's always going to be a lag. So when 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 we say, "Yeah, but is there evidence?" I think there is evidence. I think we're calling the evidence something different. Yeah. And we're dressing it up with um, scientific sounding words and modern language. But the evidence is there. If it's repeatable and it makes sense and we can like observe it through experimentation, then the evidence, it's not, the evidence isn't the problem. It's what we call it and the labels we put on it that's the problem. That's why people are confused. Maybe. And I guess I want to demystify that and take away the the modern parlance and the modern words that people use to confuse them so that they can't draw the lines between what we've been reading in scripture for centuries versus what we can test and demonstrate now with science. People think those two things are different and they're not. Well, I didn't know they were different. I wrote these verses down kind of mindlessly, not really thinking too deep into them. And then like I said, when things happened a year and a half later and I was skimming through my notes, that's when it was like, holy fuck, you know, like. God speaks in I hindsight. I didn't, I, I didn't awesome. have anyone to talk to, you know, like I'm like, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm schizo. Um, but anyways, I'll take a step back because I know Shannon and Mystic is kind of bitten in the room for a bit. They, oh, haven't, they haven't had their hand raised. No. They're oh, good. okay. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know no. how it works. <laughs> they, they've just been listening. So if their hand is raised, they'll have like a little hand icon at the top of their head there. Um, that's why I saw that you did. So I, I popped you in there. Uh, just, I guess, as a reminder for everybody, though, if you if you are in the in the discord room and you do want to talk, even if you do put your hand up, like throw it in the YouTube chat, too, because it's it's hard for honestly, I just I'm paying attention to like three different screens and trying to listen to somebody talk and stuff. It just gets hard. So try to help remind me and if anybody else sees it, remind me too. but uh, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's, it's I feel bad because sometimes I do overlook something and I'm like, shit, I'm such an asshole. Um, it's quantum physics that leads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to learn. Uh, I need to learn AI better and then I'll make AI do it for me. It'll give me little red light notifications and shit. Uh, Shannon, have a good night. And uh, okay, so let's let's start wrapping wrapping this up. So any any for anybody that's still here, any last like questions or or thoughts or musings or whatever, uh, any verses that we specifically want to look at for whatever reason. Uh, one thing I want to just revisit very briefly, I guess, especially since there's two of you now. I'm I'm curious about this because this is where I feel like 
and maybe it's i swear maybe it's just me that's like super fixated on this i always have been and i'm sorry if it's annoying but i i cannot get past it i don't know if i'll ever get past it but the the whole universe off of kind of ghosts understanding the whole universe onion theory for realms and realities planes whatever the hell you want to call them where everything essentially lines up similar to how radio waves work where they are all here present all of the time you are just unaware of them if you are not channeled into that radio wave it doesn't mean it's not there it just means you are not channeled into it you're not on the right channel you can't connect to it you can't see it so our that re- that realm this the the base realm i suppose the whatever, whatever our base realm our base realm so what we see what we can hear what we can touch what we can sense what we can feel what we can smell that is like our realm we're channeled into it we can touch it we we understand it uh we experience it that would be like we can see trees they're a physical thing here there are bushes there are houses take it further there are planets there's stars there's the sun take it further who knows whatever the other channels still in the same universe but we can't see smell hear touch taste none of that does that have to i guess in both of your view does do those realms do those channels have to adhere to our reality or our channels rules something like math which i think goes you i think you think it does because you believe everything under god requires math in order to communicate or function within god's reality because god's reality is all of the channels is that did i express that at all correctly for your view yes god's reality is all of the channels and there's also a in quote unquote outside of channels he's filtering into this this layered channel universe so then is there i don't an, i don't know where another? god is like the father i have no idea what that looks like hmm. So outside of our onion, do you believe there are other onions? No, I think multiverse theory is very misunderstood. Okay. I think it's one big giant donut. <laughs> Trees talk through networks of fungi. I mean, that is true. That you know, yes, if you guys mycelium. learn about trees and mycelium, it's wild. It's crazy. Does anyone uh, see the thing like walking trees? Yes. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. No, they're real, no. aren't they? They're no, real. I haven't, I haven't I, seen it, but I, I would I love to know, see it. Man. I'm almost sure that it's real. I, it's not I like live in the world in Lord of the Rings. Know. It's not like Lord of the Rings, but they're, they're, I'm, I'm like, I mean, check me, but I'm like 80% sure that there are trees <laughs> that they migrate. It's like very slow, but they move. That's wild. I'm almost certain yeah, that's that true. Fine. I'm almost certain that's true. But back on topic. So, so multi-universe, scratch it. So within our onion... Things like trees and planets and stars and the sun and clouds, all of this stuff we can see, experience, whatever. Is there any reason to believe the other layers, the other channels, are anything like this one? Go says yes because he believes everything functions off the same rules. I am unsure of that personally. And this no. is where Ghost and I kind of divide. So, Rodriguez. Yeah, no, I, I would kind of lean a little bit more towards what you say. I feel to some degree, right? We're not really supposed to be there, right? Hence why we're here. And I almost feel like fasting to some degree is almost like God holding my hand and guiding me through the different channels 
realms, networks, whatever you want to call it. Um, and kind of, you know, showing me certain things kind of like, I think I had described to you guys earlier about like the, the Chris Christmas Carol story, you know, with like yeah. those three spirits and Ebenezer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I kind of feel like that. Cause I, I honestly do believe firmly I mean, and this just could be my own religiousness or whatever, but I kind of feel like there are some risks involved, you know, when we're kind of dabbling into those different things and going across those barriers, you know, I don't want to accidentally end up in the upside down, <laughs> so to speak, and get stuck. Um, so, no, I don't think it's all good. I don't think it's all the same. I don't think all the same rules apply. Um, I definitely think there's probably some caution that you know most definitely needs to be taken into consideration i mean like who's just like what would have happened right when i had surgery and um i i ended up not coming back but where right? so or, so where you went where you went or or say anybody who goes on like a mushroom trip or on a dmt trip or whatever where they're they're in on mushrooms. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but assume assume it's all the same thing. Assume it's yeah. you're you're leaving this reality and you're going so to a different channel just to keep the, kind of the image similar. That was only during surgery. During fasting, no. For some reason, it was almost like two channels in one. I didn't leave nothing. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Okay. Well, so so then so then imagine you you leave the shit. You take DMT. The the cult here, we all go to the rainforest and we do uh, ayahuasca together. And, and okay. we do it in a spiritual manner. It's not for recreation. We do it for a spiritual manner. And we, we travel to a, whatever that, wherever that is, whatever that is. Uh, mm-hmm. all, all of the depictions I've ever heard would disagree with with what I kind of believe is true, that it doesn't follow the rules. The depictions of people who, who claim to have gone to a different channel or, or a different reality or, or seen through the veil... They do describe things that would adhere to kind of this reality's rules, e- even if just so, on, on the mathematic front. It would can just, I clarify? Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't think they follow the same rules. I think they follow mathematical rules. For that specific channel? Yeah. Just I don't in general. Yeah, of course they're not like us, but all of this is facilitated by one molecule yeah. that we call DMT. And I'm not, I'm not saying the molecule is mundane and it's all oh, it's... No, it's it's divine no, because I think I think everything is divine. It's all light. So when we say physical, man, it's all light. And it's all channels and we exist on this channel that we think, you know, we have barriers, atoms touch atoms. When Democritus was talking about atoms over 2000 years ago, I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to him. Because he was theorizing at the time. He was considered crazy at the time. Turns out atoms exist, but they're not exactly like he thought they were. Um, So, yeah, I don't don't think the different channels follow the same rule set. I just think they follow a mathematical rule set. So same foundation. Yeah, because when people say, oh, I see geometric patterns. Oh, what's geometry? (laughs) Like, we can't escape it. Exactly. Yeah, that's 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 what always hangs me up on it is that but but then I mean you could still go further and say like you know DMT, ayahuasca, all these things, mushrooms, perhaps they only take you to, you know, up to layer three and then it cuts off. Okay, then then I have a question about some of these layers because um 
do you think that there's different levels of like truth no. in these years? Okay. What like morality? I think there are different. I think there are different levels that we can comprehend. Just okay. like there are different levels of truth when you think when you think of like a five year old to a fifty five year old. Uh, it's like that where the truth so exists at all times, but our our ability to comprehend it changes. Yeah. Okay, but that that made it that makes it seem like hallucinations and schizophrenia is like not even a legit thing. What? It might not be. I mean, I, I know what you're saying when you say that. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so from a from a five year old to a fifty year old, I don't care. I, this is where I guess I'm the asshole. I don't care what your perception is. The truth is the truth. Reality is reality. I, agree. I could give a shit what your view or perception is. And same with like, uh, I had a I had a bunch of people growing up that were serious schizophrenics that I used to ride the bus with all the time. Love them to I'm death, sorry. but the dudes were delude. They were delude. It wasn't the truth. The things they said wasn't right. the truth. It, it was the truth in their head, which is their perception, which is no different than a five-year-old or my seven-year-old saying, this is the truth. Like, no, baby girl, it's not. But I understand that's what you perceive. I understand in your head right now, that's the truth. But if a schizophrenic says, I'm CIA, I surely know that I am not. So, like, no, truth, I, I truth agree is with truth. You. 100%. Truth is truth. But on this, on this layer, we can only I see a narrow band of light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the band doesn't exist in, in higher frequencies. It just means we can't see it. But we can comprehend enough to know that we can't see it. And that's and that's where I was talking about like the fruit based off of I mean, he says the word bandwidth, but whatever. I would say fruit in terms of, you know, going from one realm or bandwidth to another, right? So I believe during the fast it was almost like God holding my hand and kind of showing me different things. Therefore, I go back to this realm. God, this sounds so fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> Get used to it. And <laughs> I just write it down and kind of put it away. And then when certain things actually start happening in this realm, it's like, well, wait a second. Let me go back here and kind of reference a couple things here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Correspondence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. So, uh -huh. I mean, because up to that point, bro, I'm a schizophrenic. I mean... The the funny thing is, like, to to the cosmic level, we might all be, but even within that, there's there's a truth within our mass schizophrenia, and maybe the schizophrenics in this realm are like super schizophrenics. I mean that that's the type of shit that like I wonder. I mean, about. I think so, especially in in the Pentecostal world. That's kind of where I get concerned <laughs> with when it comes to, to politics. Like. At what point is it blind faith and just, you know, psychosis or schizophrenia? Oh, That's yeah. the clown frequency. That's Sorry. Yeah, that's a totally <laughs> different thing. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the orange clown, but never mind. Hey, I'm, uh, just kidding, ghost. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> the Proverbs, uh, sorry, not Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, vapor, all is vapor. I think that sums everything up. What's the verse? Do you know? Uh oh man i had it it's all just I... put it put it in discord later or whatever we i mean we're gonna come back to this so uh but we, yeah we need to start wrapping up so any, any last stuff guys throw it out uh if the two of you have anything else throw it out too um but so what i want to do though is i want to preemptively put in what is a soul 
part two. Ecclesiastes uh, one two. It's like right at the beginning. Duh. I forgot. Sorry. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna put what is the soul part two in here. But what I what I kind of want to do is actually no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Instead, instead, what I'm gonna do is we're I'll run a poll, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a, a handful of kind of like keynotes yeah. from animals. This. Animals. animals in Ecclesiastes. No, but someone on here mentioned animals, like their frequency. And... So, so that, so that this takes me into what I'm talking about. So, this is what I want to do. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to run a poll. I'm going to have you're going to be able to pick multiple choices on the poll, and then I'll put like ten or fifteen, well, however many I can come up with. But keynotes from some of the things because we bounced around hard as hell tonight, but we covered a lot of stuff. So, I want to take keynotes from all that. I'm going to put it in a big ass poll. You guys can vote on multiple topics, so don't just vote on one. Vote on multiple, and then the top, you know, five or six or whatever's feasible, we'll do them in order of popularity by vote, and then we'll 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 approach the next time we do this in a more structured way. And I'm thinking if nobody's against it, we just go right back into it next week. Sometimes it's hard when we take weeks off because then we kind of have to cover baseline again. And that takes a half hour or 45 minutes or whatever. And it just eats into the time. I'll run a poll for that too. Cause you guys decide I don't decide, but that's my thought is that we jump right back into it next week, but in a very structured, like this is topic one, this is topic two and exhaust each topic. Because I think something like, yes, animals would be an interesting isolated topic. We mentioned birds very briefly uh, and animals within the body soul realm uh, of ghosts kind of theory here briefly. But metaphorically meta sure and then going into it kind of more structured topic by topic section by section and kind of approaching it like that i think we can unpack some of this stuff further i feel like we painted a huge ass broad stroke over everything uh which was good but i'd like to kind of get into more of it and then like i said some of the other religions i think going into some of that would probably be fruitful because it would add clarity because I, I think i don't i don't know how much ghosts you like go into eastern religions but a lot Honestly, of, I haven't really studied Eastern religions all that much. You should. Maybe except for Zoroastrianism. You but should. other than that... Yeah, like, you, you got to. Because a lot of your stuff, in a very different way, but it, it's there's a lot of similarities. It's really interesting, actually. Um, it's like you're I mean, kind of expanding cool. on it. You're like expanding on some of the Buddhist and the Hindu views. And it's it's really interesting from my perspective to kind of see it. So, uh, so we'll do that. We'll do that. And then uh, what was the Ecclesiastes real quick? This will be... Like the last thing we do. One. All is all is vapor, all is breath, which insinuates that souls, bodies, all this is all an illusion and everything is spirit. So oh, everything God. is light arranged in a certain pattern, which sounds crazy, but I mean that's kind of what we're finding. So Havel, uh more times in Ecclesiastes than in all other books of the Old Testament combined. Uh, literally yeah. meaning breath or vapor, but it can be understood as vanity or meaninglessness or absurdity well, that's than, or than senselessness. Or Havel? Yeah, what's the other word? Rua or something, right? Where'd you pull it from? My brain, so I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And I'm on Ruach. a glass and a half of wine. What is it, ghost? You Ru know it? See? I was okay. Or I was close. Ruach, uh, if you want to get. I don't see, know. See, see, see. Yep. 
No, but okay. It. So one of the things that y'all didn't see in the chat was kind of the issue that I was having with my dog where I thought maybe there was some bad juju spiritual stuff. Cause I was watching, um, some dark stuff because I was bored recovering from surgery. Um, and it turns out my doggy has some form of like dementia cause he's older. Yeah. So he's on a, he's maybe he's seeing some things that, uh, but I don't, think so right no i just, no I just mean and uh, he's perceiving something that he didn't used to perceive and it's sad or maybe he's losing something i don't know my poor baby oh, i hate that yeah yeah brutal. i know i don't i don't think it's bad juju though like i've seen him get a sense of bad juju and like i said he's really weird because he never barks i mean we all know our pets but um yeah no i don't However, he will tend to bark at the same spot. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll have to revisit this. Yeah, definitely. Here's a hot take. I think Juju is only as powerful as we make it. I, I mean, don't I don't know that I gave it harder any power. I was trying to just figure stuff out, you know? Sure. I mean, because even when I was recovering from my last surgery, my aunt was staying with me. She claimed that I needed to stop watching stuff because she saw something walking down the hall. I never saw it. I never got any bad vibes, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'll stop watching. She stuff. sounds like she gives Juju a lot of power. That's that's kind of what I, I meant. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, Latinos do, though, if I'm completely honest. Then, then, witches. then it's a matter oh, of deciphering. Is, is all of that BS or is some of it evil interacting with the world? Juju. I, mean, I, mean, I, think so. I don't know some what y'all mean by Juju, but you know what I mean? Like the paranormal dark stuff or whatever, but like yeah. so, something like sleep paralysis. Would that classify as juju? Could... Probably. I guess but... everyone's definition is subjective. I mean, the only it... juju I believe in is the CIA. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I agree. <laughs> That's bad juju for sure. That's not entirely true, but I I, I think that's uh, it's I think they are juju. I mean, so God, we know. Never mind, we can't. Uh, the hidden <laughs> world. We'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, we'll just keep going forever. Uh, okay, so we got to we got to be done. I got to put my kid to bed. I got to wake up at four o'clock. Um, so yeah, not fun. So we got we got animals, Eastern religions. I'm blanking on the rest. It'll come to me slowly, and I'll add it as it comes to me. But any other topics that we brushed on during this, like key points that we can expand on further, please drop them in the new souls part two thing. And then I will I will compile them. I will create a poll, multiple options, and then we'll run each topic in order of popularity. So the ones that you guys want to talk about most get talked about the most. Yeah, uh, and Mystic, I want to hear what you have to say about juju, and I'm also curious to know if there's any substances, diets, or whatever that create the juju. juju. I would yeah. be interested to hear that. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms uh, or alcohol, weed. I think is a ghost. Yeah, it creates some juju, all right. <laughs> in, a, in a manner of speaking. Yeah. Yeah, right. I have the Pinot Grigio. All right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's call. Let's call it. All right, let's yo. It. Good talk. It was fun. Yeah, 
uh anything you guys think of just throw in there and then i'll, I'll try to you know i'll give everybody a couple days i'll send out some reminders and stuff and then I'll, I'll put the poll together i will put out a poll tonight of whether you guys want a different topic next week or whether we want to go right back into this so that'll be up tonight and then we'll go from there cool cool all right y'all have a lovely well, thanks evening. everyone have a good night. good night good night good night everybody i hope nobody is reeling too much don't reel. Digest. Digest and think about it. Everybody have a great night. I love y'all.